Good morning to all of you on this first Friday of the month of May. As we enter into this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, here in the studio live, joining you today is Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning, morning. Father. Along with me, Father Stosh Daly. As we begin this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, we invite you to join us in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sacred Heart of Jesus, we give ourselves to you. We give you our bodies, our souls, and all that we do or think or say. We want our whole lives to be an offering to you, to make you known and loved. We also offer to you our families. Help us to obey and love you always. Keep us from all danger of soul and body. Bless our lives together with your peace and love. We hope for the forgiveness of our sins through your mercy and for the graces we need to save our souls. Through Holy Communion and prayer, keep us close to your most sacred heart. O sacred heart of Jesus, we believe in your love for us. Help us to love you more. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. As we enter into this month of May, we have an exciting show for you this morning. Yes, we do. Filled with uh, jam-packed full of details. In the first half of the show this morning, we're going to focus on how we're in the midst of spring. All that is good, all that is beautiful, Ah. all that is changing. And then as we enter into the second half, we'll focus more on the Marian dimension of this uh, hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, focusing a little bit more on Our Lady of Fatima, Mm -hmm. which we'll celebrate on May 13th. The, the first apparition, the anniversary of the first apparition of Our Lady in Fatima, 101 years ago, mm. going into all of these exciting details and how to make sure that the Lord Jesus Christ is at the center of our lives, at the center of our homes, and at the center of our hearts. We've got a lot to cover. Yes, but first we and do. foremost, Chuck and Joanne, how are you? We are good, Father. We are doing fine, and um, want to just give out our number six one four four five nine four eight two zero. And again, that line is open here at St. Gabriel Radio, uh, 614-459-4820. With any of your questions, insights, um, if you've been listening and on your heart is saying, we need the Jesus, we need the Sacred Heart of Jesus in our homes today. We need to enthrone Sacred Heart in our homes. Call us and we will follow up with you. We have a website sacredheartcolumbus.org, sacredheartcolumbus.org. So please, today, if anything that's on your mind, give us a call or ways that we can help you become closer to his loving heart. And also, we want you to all keep Scott Williamson in your prayers, as he's always been on our phones, and he's over at OSU Ross Heart Hospital. And um, we're just keeping Scott in our prayers now for full recovery. So, Father, yeah, great day. We're ready to go. And when you talk about spring cleaning, you really get into spring cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I personally tend to be more of an outside type person. I, once the weather starts to change and the sun comes out, I'm outside. I'm cleaning, rearranging, replanting, trimming. Uh, it's quite noticeable at the parish. You, know, you start noticing all the changes outside. Uh, but it's also a popular time for a lot of people to do the inside spring cleaning in the Especially house. Especially if you're having a bridal shower coming up. <laughs> or first communion. <laughs> or first communion. Union. <laughs> the baptisms, the uh, graduation parties that are around the corner. It's just a good time. And, you know, we think about uh, Lent and we think about New Year's Eve and times for renewal. But really springtime, nature Everything's helps coming us back to, to life. just yeah. yes, focus on renewal and cleaning out. The red buds, the lilacs, the spice bushes, they're all starting to bloom right now. And everyone's so tempted to open up that window. And then you open up the window and what? You're thinking... 
oh, there's a there's a lot of dirt on this window. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't opened it for a long time. But that that spring cleaning, that uh, openness to change, the openness to the change in creation, even it allows for a beautiful opportunity for us to realize we cannot just focus on the outside yard, the inside house. Mm-hmm. We got to make sure that the Lord is also there on the inside of the soul, Most and we got to you know dust off our dependence upon Him and the spiritual life, and to make sure that the Lord Jesus Christ really is there mm-hmm. as we go through our homes and we're reorganizing and packing up all the winter clothes yeah. and figuring out, well, what are we going to keep? What are we not? We can so easily become overwhelmed by all of those things, forgetting it's like, well, what do I have to change in my spiritual life now? What do we have to change in the spiritual life of our home? What do we have to enhance? Uh, you know, setting those little bars to meet, those little challenges to overcome. And uh, one of the most beautiful, one of the most profound is to make sure, okay, as we enter into this new season, as we're so tempted to spend all of our time when the weather cooperates mm. outside in the sunshine, we can't be running away from the inside just to mm. go outside. We can't be running away from the Lord on the inside of our soul just to fill ourselves with other things that are all good. But we need to make sure that the Lord Jesus Christ is still there. Um, and it also gives us a beautiful opportunity to meditate upon how even though things change like the seasons, even though we have to clean our homes mm-hmm. and reorganize and pack and put things away, our faith should always be consistent. Our dependence mm-hmm. upon the Lord should always be consistent. And it's an opportunity to you know, brush it off Polish it up a bit, but nevertheless, make sure it's still there. Well, and I also think, Father, we talk about polishing up the insides of our home. It's really the family. And I just think this is a great time of the season to really reevaluate where is Jesus in our family. And we're coming to you over the airways just to promote that the sacred heart is the answer today for every family. We all need Jesus. And when you bring Mm -hmm. the sacred heart in, you are bringing the full 100% our Lord Jesus into your family. And so as you're dusting things off, you're also inside adding something. And that's what we hope that you will gain from this program. You know, I was on the phone yesterday with a priest and we were speaking and he goes, I can't believe it's already May. Where did the first quarter of the year go? Mm. I told him, I said, well, that's the beautiful thing with our faith is every first Friday of the month, we have that opportunity to go back to the Sacred Heart. Time just keeps moving faster and faster and faster. That's so true, Father. And unfortunately, I think with every passing year, it just speeds up and goes faster and faster. But every single month, we're given the first Friday to just kind of stop, pause, realize the Lord is still here. That which is important is still here. The source of peace in our homes, the source of stability in our lives, He's still here. So we have that opportunity to connect, and today is a beautiful opportunity. It's a powerful opportunity to make use of uh, the Holy Mass, to go to Holy Mass and spend some time in prayer before the Lord and to receive Him with a, in a state of grace and to offer up those graces from that Holy Communion in a spirit of reparation for those who don't tap into the source mm-hmm. of His strength and love every month or every day even, you know, as we're supposed to. Uh, but that first Friday, it's a powerful monthly opportunity to reconnect with the Lord on this first Friday. And that's one of the more beautiful things about why we are here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. On the first Friday of the month, we have this Sacred Heart Hour to make sure that the Lord Jesus is announced over the airwaves. And you know, Father, also the requirement of reconciliation within, what, seven days before Before or after, after, you know, often, you know, people might think, well, gee, that's too frequent. I just went last month, but that's what the Lord's asking. (laughs) And so the more that we surrender to what he is asking, the more we realize the gift that that is going to reconciliation every month. And going once a month keeps it easy. 
Yeah, that's you know, right. You go longer than once a month and yeah. confession all of a sudden it's like, oh, now I've got to tell the priest it's been like two months. Yeah. Oh, i got to tell the priest it's or been like remember. three months. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're or remember. You're forgetting what you got to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's true. Well, they, mine don't necessarily shrink. They just turn off. <laughs> so, but the first Friday of the month uh, and the opportunity to go to Holy Mass, it actually ties in with uh, one of the 12 promises our Lord mm-hmm. Jesus Christ gave to humanity. And Powerful that 12th promise. promise, you know, the all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months, the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hour. And the Lord asks us to journey with him every first Friday and to make sure that we go to Holy Mass and to make that Holy Communion in a state of grace and uh, have that spirit of openness and dependence upon him. And for those of us who journey through life and we make those nine first Fridays, and then we keep it alive with every first mm-hmm. Friday. You know, the Lord Jesus lets us know, you have walked with me through this life. I will be there with you at that final moment. And you will not fall away. I and know. Father, if you're making the first Fridays, why not make the first Saturdays? Absolutely. So it's it's like, gee, I did this for a Friday. Come on. Just hang That's, around. Just you hang know, around. Just hang around. Go back. You know? <laughs> Be that loiter in the church that the priest wants to leave. You know, <laughs> just hang around. Wait for Our Lady and go. And not every parish has uh, Saturday morning mass, but there are a growing number of parishes that do. Oh, it's so easy in Columbus. We yeah. have so many opportunities. And also, blessings. Father, you you have a mass tonight, right? On First Friday. First Friday, yeah. A growing number of churches are actually mm-hmm. adding evening masses to accommodate people who have to work during the day. So I know like Holy Family, Holy Cross, and St. Matthew's, just to name a few, they all have evening Masses. At Holy Family, it's at 7. I believe it's also at 7 at St. Matthew's. But you obviously mm-hmm. want to double-check with the parish before you show up, uh, just to make sure of the time. And today we have an added blessing on this first Friday, as in the Diocese of Columbus, we have an ordination to the transitional diaconate. Mm-hmm. We have five men who will be ordained by Bishop Campbell to be transitional deacons, which means they'll be deacons for a year. And God willing, next year they'll be ordained priests, which is going to be a beautiful event for the local church. And in this month of May, dedicated to Our Lady, we not only have five men being ordained to the diaconate this evening, but at the end of the month, we'll have another five men ordained to priests. Five. Five new priests of Jesus for our church. You know, without a doubt, people Mm -hmm. praying, people living a life of prayer before Mm -hmm. the Lord in their homes, in adoration chapels, in church. The Lord is hearing our prayers. And he's blessing us with mm. these beautiful young men, these beautiful vocations. And it's it's up to us to really continue uh, to remain open to the Lord. He gives us so much. He gives so much to those who desire to remain open to him and are faithful to him. So we have so many but beautiful we things more. to be grateful for. We need we do need more. You know, Father, more holy priests. <laughs> yeah, more holy right. priests. <laughs> As you talked about changing of the seasons and house cleaning, you know, I was thinking, what are the barriers that are preventing people? from really understanding the graces that will come from the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. Because every family today, there are issues, Father. I know whether it's our family, any family, always issues, always. It's like a you go up the mountain, then you come down in the valley. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, every day is up and down. But how do you handle that? And yeah. when you enthrone your house to the Lord, you know that he is the king of that house and he's going to be with you. And you can stop by the image and just say, Jesus, I trust in you. Or Jesus, I take my family to you right now right, because of this situation. So maybe why why isn't that there aren't more people? We've done over a 1,000. Oh, yeah. But how many people we have in the diocese? 200,000? Yeah. 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 A lot more. So 
Uh-huh. What, what do you think it is? Well, I think I think one of the biggest issues that prevents people from really bringing the Lord into their homes is that fear of change and the fear of the mm-hmm. unknown. It's like, well, what do I have to do? What if I don't know everything I'm supposed to do? What if I don't know all the prayers I'm supposed to say? And, mm-hmm. you know, we're here to help you understand and to just make it known to you. Do not allow that fear to paralyze you from receiving God's love. You know, one of the most beautiful things about acknowledging that the Lord's sacred heart is in your home is, guess what? He doesn't go on vacation. You <laughs> might, but he doesn't, you know? And you we bring, bring the Lord into your everything, homes. Father. Everything. All you need to do is open the door. But I think as a woman, sometimes a barrier, and we're talking about spring house cleaning and cleaning up and shining your furniture, whatever, is our home. Our, that, you know, that is should not be a barrier. The missionaries are not there to, as beautiful as it might be or as humble as it might be, it's really about bringing our Lord. And just give out sunglasses if you don't like the way it looks. You know, we'll sit <laughs> there in sunglasses. That's a great idea for my house. And, and, and we don't go through the whole house. It's no. not a tour no. of the house. Right. No. No. We go to a room. We are witnessing your enthronement. And also, I think one of the barriers might be, speaking for myself as a man, the man. He doesn't get it that he is not in charge. He can now give it to Jesus. Right. And oh, be I like the, that. Be the provider and protector of their family with Jesus. Yeah. And I think so many mm-hmm. men, we talk about control, mm-hmm. but control mm-hmm. is pride. Yeah. And then we forget about humility. Humility is dying itself so we can let the Lord raise in our family. And what greater responsibility do we have as men? is to help our families have that personal relationship with Jesus and to grow with Jesus in a beautiful way. Well, and you know, Chuck, the, maybe you'll be able to identify with this, but I know for myself and a lot of other guys that I've worked with as a priest, inevitably there's always a connection between the more that they're a control freak in the home, the more mm-hmm. that they're implicitly acknowledging they've lost control in their spiritual lives. And they're not allowing the Lord to be in control. But if they allow the Lord to be in control in their spiritual life, they're able to let go of the control in their home. And everything's not under the thumb. You know, not everything has to be the way they expect it to be. And so many people are coming home from work completely stressed out, completely Mm -hmm. empty, completely void. They're just done. And when they go home, they just want everything to be where they think it should be as perfection, as they would define it. And when it's not, you know, everyone's flipping off the handle and they're losing control. And then they fall into sins of lust and sins of violence and sins against charity. And, you know, these guys are sitting there looking at themselves saying, who am I? Well, it's because you lost control in your spiritual life Hmm. and you never gave it over to the Lord. Allow the Lord to be in control of your spiritual life. Kneel before the Lord Jesus, not only in your soul, but also in your home. And as guys, especially, you know, allow the Lord Jesus Christ to be the king, the brother, and the friend. You know, whereas Joanne highlights so oftentimes, you know, a lot the women will struggle because they're concerned about the placement of things in the home or is everything ready or mm-hmm. how are we going to appear? Or how is it going to look? Or do we know our prayers? A lot of times, like you said, Chuck, for the guys, it comes down to control, and which mm-hmm. is really a manifestation of pride. Mm-hmm. And in order for our faith to flourish, we men and women who are disciples of Jesus, we have to allow the Lord to be the one who's in control. And if you don't, we know the consequences. Yes, we do. You, mm-hmm. you know, I know, Father, Heart you talked breaks. a little bit yeah. about peace. Yeah. Where is the, where, what is true peace? And right. where do you find peace today? In homes and in 
in their whole work environment. You know, the only place for uh, we all want peace in the world. You know, who doesn't turn on their app on their phone or turn on their TV or listen even to the radio? And we hear about what's going on. It's like, yeah, uh, when will there finally be peace? This is not what God wants for us. He wants us to have harmony. He wants us to have peace. Why is there so much violence? The reason why there's so much violence in this world is because there's incredible violence within our souls, mm. within our homes. You know, how can we expect nations to get along within, when within the family, family members don't get along? And, you know, as we go into homes, we've been so privileged as they've opened up to us some of the challenges. Oh, yeah. You know. Especially during praying the rosary. Exactly. The intentions that of, come out. Of yeah. what is going on in their homes. And Chuck and I over the years have been involved in almost every apostolate in our diocese. And, but we love this one because it's so simple. As you say, Father, just bring Jesus. And you're not allowed to leave. Just, like, right. If you guys leave, I'm leaving. <laughs> and then Dave's going to be left running this hour on his own. <laughs> but I mean, we, we, don't, we don't have to have the answers, even no, for ourselves not. and our families. We just need to turn to Jesus. And it's really quite freeing. To admit, mm-hmm. I don't have the answers. The Lord does. Yeah. Let's go and kneel before the Lord, and He will give us the answer. He will give the remedy to our affliction. Yeah, and He will and heal us. And we can us. count on it. Absolutely. And it, Absolutely. you know, it's it's two visits. Mm-hmm. We bring everything. One hour for the preparation yeah. phase. Then we ask you to pray during the week, and then one hour for the enthronement phase. One hour a week. I mean, one hour. On one time, I one don't hour even think other. it's an hour through the week. Fine. Well, and then during the week, yeah. it's about 20 minutes. Yeah. But what I'm saying is the graces that you will receive. Right. That, that's my hang up right now. I know the graces are waiting to get into these homes. Mm-hmm. I just know our Lord wants yeah. to. And we, we heard this story about these beautiful sisters uh, in the state up north. I won't <laughs> mention it. Off the poor things. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, they were describing their parents and describing the beautiful passing away and the beautiful family. And it was brought up, did they have the image of the sacred heart? Oh, yeah. yeah. They had had the enthronement. And they had had the enthronement. Why would you want that for your family? Exactly. I can't imagine who does not need or want to do this. So, you know, it's only the enemy that puts these other thoughts in our mind and fear in our mind. But if you're out there, if you're hearing us today, or if you know of someone else, part of this is just maybe you've had the enthronement. Maybe you're experiencing, and uh, oftentimes it's gradual. It's not when the missionary leaves, suddenly everything is great, because our Lord oftentimes needs to reveal to you some things that maybe need to change or you know, is spring house cleaning, you know, it's yep, got to go. Absolutely. So it's a process. It's really a life process. But um, but share that with others. You know, we have how many? 36 missionary teams. But you be a missionary. We're all called to that missionary state by virtue of our baptism to share the word. Bring the hope. Bring the peace word to your neighbors, your friends, your your, you know, people you work with, or I've even shared it in a grocery store when people have shared with me what's happening in their lives, because the Lord put that person there for you for a reason. Good news. If it's not good you, news. then who? If not now, then when? 
You know? Yeah. I mean, if we're really living in God's providence, there's no such thing as an accident or, or accident or a coincidence. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord is organizing that conversation. He's organizing that encounter. He's organizing that meeting with somebody. And for those of us who truly believe in the Lord Jesus and for those of us who follow him or, mm-hmm. or strive to follow him and work to overcome the daily struggles of following him as his disciples, you know, and then we encounter somebody who's just kind of desperate. They're just dry. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you know, they're begging for help. I mean, we have to offer the Lord to them. And when we can testify to the fruits and the benefits and the power and the glory of bringing the Lord into our home, I mean, Jesus said in his own words to St. Margaret Mary, I will give peace in their families. I will give peace in their families. You know, he's speaking, I will give the kingdom to them. Hmm. I will bring the kingdom to them now uh, so they can have a taste of heaven right there in their own homes. And oftentimes, you know, heaven is the last thing we experience in our homes. You know, hmm. <laughs> It's like we might experience every other part of creation, right. but heaven is what the Lord wants us to have a taste of in our homes. And as we've all experienced, it doesn't, the enthronement doesn't make things perfect, but it does introduce a clear path to holiness. And for right a there. while, it might seem it makes things worse. It well, spring cleaning is not always enjoyable. Exactly. You know, you have to rearrange but, and clean uh, up and hang dust on. off. Yep, exactly. Hang on. No, and I think as we talk about the covenant that you're making with our Lord Jesus, one of the paragraphs he talks about divine heart of Jesus preside over our family gatherings. And how important is the family gathering? Do we really gather as families today? And that's what the Lord wants. This is what he wants, is the family to come together. And it's so important to bring all everything going on in the family, become real. Right. You know, I think that's the problem. Men want to just live in this area that everything's perfect, we're okay. But we're all broken. Men, myself, yep. we're all broken men. We need Jesus more than ever. And when you do the enthronement, you also are bringing in your children, whether they're there or they're not there, the deceased and the living members of the family. You are bringing... That's a good point, Jack. Not everybody has to be on board, you know... Or present. Or present. Yeah. And I think, you know, Mm -hmm. you you highlight so beautifully the families. It brings the families together. Mm -hmm. But we have a lot of individuals who have done the enthronement and they might be empty nesters or they might be living on their own. And they say, well, what kind of family am I supposed to foster or create through the sacred heart? It's like, reach out to your neighbors. You know, it is really, it is really a shame that we have so many people who are completely isolated and abandoned and alone in this world. We as Christians cannot tolerate that. We have to be able to seek out our neighbor and encourage them along the way and bring the Lord to them. And, uh, you know, and to not be afraid to make sure that the Lord Jesus Christ is that reason behind us going out and offering a kind hand to the person we know who is a widow or a widower, you know, making sure that they are not uh, slipping through the cracks of reality and allowing the Lord to make sure that we acknowledge the reality and the intimacy of the human family, as well as the nuclear family. You know, we not only share blood, but also the faith. Chuck and I have, we're talking not too long ago about, I think really when you do this, you also help to have eyes to see things that you didn't see before. It's like, you know, the scales eventually can fall off your eyes to see the blessings that our Lord brings. But also we were reflecting is we don't choose our children. We don't really choose our neighbors. We choose our spouse, but we don't know what that long-term plan is of health and even personality change, you know, but we 
we know one thing. We trust that everyone in your life is there for a reason, is there to help you, to make mold you, you. Yes, <laughs> to make you holy, maybe yeah. even do a little purgatory time. Now, but, now we you do know, have to promote you have our help. number. Oh, we got to yes. promote our Thank number. Thank you. Thank you, Chuck. Yeah, 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820. Oh. You're listening to the Sacred Heart Hour on First Friday. Father Stosh Daly and Joanne and Chuck Wilson, we want you to call in. We want you to also, if your hearts are moved, this is something our family needs, the enthronement. Go to the sacredheartcolumbus.org, sacredheartcolumbus.org, or call in to St. Gabriel Radio, 614-459-4820. And that's a challenge I'm putting out there today. There are people listening that maybe have heard the program now for the last year, and I, I believe in your heart you're ready to call us. Just call, and you're not. there's nothing to lose. I mean, that's the whole thing about this. We bring everything. You just have to be there with your family and accept the graces that the Lord wants to, wants to just pour just out to yes. your family. Yes to the Lord. Everything to gain, nothing to lose, except for all of the bad stuff. You know, <laughs> everything to gain, nothing to lose, except all the bad stuff. And in this month of May, uh, it's a beautiful opportunity for us to rekindle our devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mother. May is Mary's month, and for a lot of us, we grew up mm. with that special uh, yearly turn towards Our Lady in the month of May, and we set up the little May altar with the image of Our Lady, and we you know place the fresh cut flowers before the image of Our Lady. And if if something like that has fallen out of practice in your home, uh, whether you have little ones or whether you are the only one, having that special attention in the home as we go through mm-hmm. the spring, as we start changing things up a bit, to make that little May altar something that's a focal point of the living room of the home. And just so we can acknowledge, you know, Our Lady, you have brought me your son, Jesus. Bring me, your child, also to your son, Jesus. Beautiful, you know, Let Our Lady be the happy meeting point. And with the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, Our Lady is an essential part of that process. Mm-hmm. You know, Our Lady of Fatima, the statue of Our Lady of Fatima enters into the home for the duration Mm -hmm. of the preparation period. What is left behind not only is a beautiful picture of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, but also a picture of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, showing the union between those Mm -hmm. two hearts. The Sacred Heart of Jesus was formed, you know, body, blood, soul, and divinity right there. It was formed right there, uh, just inches away from the Immaculate Heart of Mary while he was within the Mm -hmm. womb of his mother. So we keep alive in our homes that intimate bond between the two hearts. But we also get to pay attention to the fact that Our Lady so oftentimes is the one who speaks to the sinner, saying, mm. do not be afraid to come back to my son. Mm. You know, do not be afraid. And we pay attention to that through mm. the enthronement of the Sacred Heart by bringing the beautiful image of Our Lady of Fatima into the home. Because Our Lady, when she appeared in Fatima, she had a message of like a burning desire for union, for a reunion between us and Jesus. And when we bring the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ into our homes, that reunion takes place. We start to kindle it. But as we've highlighted before in previous months, the enthronement is just the first step. Then there's that honoring of the Lord. You know, Chuck, you highlighted earlier, you know, when you pass that image of Mm -hmm. our Lord's sacred heart in your home to acknowledge the presence of Mm -hmm. Christ in your home. It's not enough just to open the door and invite him in. Now you have to pay attention to him and listen to him and allow him to direct things. And Our Lady is a beautiful teacher that ever so gently reminds us, stay focused on him. 
Stay focused on my son. Stay focused on Father, the Lord. you've explained that so well because we do get those questions. Why are you bringing in the statue of Our Lady of Fatima? What's with the religious and, good story? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so. And, you know, and I think to just um, explain it so beautifully and as you were explaining it, I know my heart was burning and I know there are a lot of people out there saying, wow, now I get it in a new way. And I think for my heart, it was really burning thinking of a lot of households today that are involved in the secular world that never gives up. But the true peace, to bring peace to your family, is going to be through Jesus. It's not going to be through television, not going to be through your phone. It's not going to be the true peace that your family needs today comes mm-hmm. through Jesus. And that's what he wants. He wants every home to be enthroned with his sacred heart. And then continue to honor the Sacred Heart and let the graces come to your family, how the Lord wants to present them. So for those that are listening again, 614-459-4820, call in or go to our website, sacredheartcolumbus.org, and just sign up. And we'll contact you and we'll walk you through this. All you have to do is invite and we bring everything. You know, the reality of the enthronement is something that is not just meant for the uh, people who already get it. Hmm. You know, oh, I go to Mass every Sunday, and I, I regular confession, and I pray my rosary every day, and you know, everything's where it needs to be, and now it's time to do the enthronement. No, the enthronement of the Sacred Heart is for the families and for the individuals who struggle to make it to Mass every Sunday. Hmm. It's for those who struggle to even be able to pray every day. The enthronement is for you as well. You know, the enthronement is not like the gold ribbon that's given to those who are perfect at being oh, that regular is so Catholics. True, it's Father. for everyone. It needs to be said. And oftentimes the enthronement is what helps people get their faith back up to where it <sighs> needs to be. Uh, so keep that in mind. You know, we bring to a close this first segment on this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart on this first Friday of the month of May, a month dedicated to Our Lady. And with so many beautiful things to pray for from within our own souls and from among those whom we love and know, we turn to the Lord's Sacred Heart as we enter into this prayer. O most holy heart of Jesus, fountain of every blessing, we adore you, we love you, and with a lively sorrow for our sins, we offer you these poor hearts of ours. Make us humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that we may live in you and for you. Protect us in the midst of danger. Comfort us in our afflictions. Give us health of body, assistance in our temporal needs, your blessings in all that we do, in the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. The St. Gabriel Catholic Radio's pilgrimage to EWTN and the Shrine of the Blessed Sacrament in Alabama is filling up fast. All-inclusive pricing includes bus transportation, lodging, tours, and meals. We depart from Columbus on Wednesday, June 27th, and return on Saturday, June 30th. Seats are limited for this special EWTN and Shrine of the Blessed Sacrament pilgrimage. So sign up at stgabrielradio.com or call today. Amish Originals, solid hardwood furniture made by Ohio Amish craftsmen. Quality, family-friendly durability, style to fit any taste, and great value. Located in Uptown Westerville and online at AmishOriginals.com. What are our kids and grandkids up against? How has our culture changed over the generations, and how do we use our culture in a positive way to fortify our relationships and witness to the love of Jesus Christ? 
Join us at St. Francis de Sales Church in Newark on May 5th for our first ever grandparent conference. It's a half-day conference. You'll be hearing from Patrick Madrid and our own pastor, Father Dave Sizemore. He will talk about grandparents in Scripture and our call to pass on the faith through the generations. It will be a great day of fellowship and faith as we learn more about passing on our faith. This event is free and walk-ins are welcome. However, for planning purposes, please sign up online at www.stfrancisparish.net. Again, that's www.stfrancisparish.net. And click on the Grandparent banner. Hope to see you then. Protecting your digital life. Zag Invisible Shield at Polaris Fashion Place Mall. 614-846-2134. That's 614-846-2134. And welcome welcome back to this uh, First Friday Hour of the Sacred Heart here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here joining you live on this on the airways of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, this is Father Stosh Daly, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Hello. And Hello, as Father. we begin this segment, we'll begin with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. 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 You know, I love that morning offering because it highlights the reunion of all Christians. And we get this question a lot, you know, is the Sacred Heart just for Catholics? And the answer Ooh, is no. That's the Sacred Heart is for point, all Christians. Father. Now, while those who are not uh, professed and practicing Catholics sometimes will struggle with mm-hmm. the process of the enthronement or the prayers we have, you know, we can still offer them a holy card, an image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and just highlight, you know, our Lord gives his heart to us himself. He makes his heart available, and we can find oftentimes that the sacred heart of Jesus becomes a powerful step towards reopening a desire for union with him in the hearts of all Christians, not just Catholics, but in the hearts of all Christians. So as we pray that morning offering prayer, you know, to be extra attentive, that one of the intentions within the sacred heart of Jesus is that reunion of all Christians. He gives us that beautiful priestly prayer from the Gospel of John that we may all be one as he is one with the Father. You know, we have found there have been households where they were not united in their Catholic faith. And so one of the spouses or members would kind of sit on the outskirts in the beginning. Right. But then kind of gradually move in. And by the end of the week, by the time of enthronement, and one in particular was very powerful. You could see that our Lord bringing unity. I don't know if the spouse you know, would become Catholic, but there would be a new unity of Jesus in their home, a a beginning of um, something beautiful, a grace working that we even witnessed within a week. So, I mean, all of us have done many, many, countless numbers of enthronements, and the whole Mm -hmm. enthronement process is uniquely Christian. Mm -hmm. And what do I mean by that? Well, we become one with Jesus. We acknowledge Mm -hmm. that he gives to each one of us as his disciples, his mother. You know, while hanging on the cross, John chapter 19, behold your mother. You know, that's not something that's uniquely Catholic. That's Mm -hmm. Christian. 
to accept the mother that Jesus gives to us, who is his own mother. And so you find this beautiful openness, not towards one creed over another, but towards living the life that Jesus wants us to live, a life of unity with himself, with his heart, with his mother. And through praying the rosary, we meditate upon the different chapters of our Lord's life. And correcting some misunderstandings oh, that yeah, maybe absolutely. were there before. And even within those of us who are, quote-unquote, cradle Catholics, a lot absolutely. of times, you know, entering into the enthronement, it's like, oh, wait, I have misunderstood some of these things. Mm-hmm. And this is not superstition. It's not superstition at all. This is called a life of union with Jesus. And that peace, that desire for unification is not just among Christians, but as we've been highlighting, uh, it's a desire for the home, for the family, for peace in reunion among those in the same family. And we all know there's nothing more awkward than sitting down at a family table and knowing that there's disunion this, oh, there absolutely. or even turmoil. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this is so easily, it can so easily become the playground of the devil to disrupt and disturb and destroy mm-hmm. family unity by allowing troubles and disagreements to break everyone apart. And you bring the Lord into that and is you invite everyone to just stay focused on Jesus. Just stay focused on Jesus. And I think in the course of preparing for the enthronement, two things that really always strike me in a very personal way is make your home another Bethany where our Lord is welcome, but purposely make your home another Bethany. And that is, as you say, honoring, you don't, you know, invite a guest in and then ignore him. And, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, honor our Lord. And the other one is at the time of separation, at the time of death, that we will humbly accept your will, Lord, but also have the hope that one day we will all be reunited. And, you know, there are different parts as we all, you maybe are touched by different parts in prayers or liturgy, but, um, but it, it is very powerful. The enthronement process and preparation is very powerful. And also, I don't think we've mentioned the DVD, Father, that you are there for the week through because our the faith is not enough. You technology. need my face on your TV. <laughs> <laughs> You'd like to be there personally, but second best. But you also, you know, for just 10 minutes a day, answer a lot of these questions and help families and households and individuals to better understand your TV what will this never have about. looked so good as it has during the enthronement <laughs> when you have my mug explaining things to you. But and TV. then we leave it there so you can replay it over and over again. Yes, because that's not weird. (laughs) Over and over and over again. But the the spreading of the devotion to our Lord's sacred heart, that spreading of his heart itself is dependent upon each one of us. It's not just the three of us in the studio. It's not just the 36 missionary Mm -hmm. pairs. Making our Lord's heart known, making the Lord Jesus known, making Jesus known as Lord in the home, in the world, that's dependent upon every one of us. And that is really what our Holy Father, you know, every month the Holy Father gives us an intention to pray for. And this month, the Holy Father, his intention is the mission of the laity, Mm. that the lay faithful may fulfill their specific mission by responding with creativity to the challenges that face the world today. The best way... Anyone can respond to the challenges of today is by making sure the Lord Jesus is at the center of it, the center of the world, the center of those problems, the center of the human heart, the center of the human family. And as you guys highlighted earlier, you've been involved with a variety of ministries and apostolates and efforts and movements. 
And you know, mm-hmm. I mean, Chuck and John, mm-hmm. Chuck and John Wilson, both of you know the significance of what can occur when lay people become fully alive and fully engaged in the mission of the church. Incredible. And, you know, I Absolutely. think as, as we think about this, maybe some of you out there where mm-hmm. I was years ago when I grew up in a wonderful Protestant family and and through the Lord, not through Joanne, but Joanne was very patient. Um, my heart was changed to come into the Catholic Church and really go deeper mm-hmm. with Jesus. But I think the key, what, what this is about the enthronement, our Lord told Sister Margaret Mary that everybody needs the enthronement of the Sacred Heart in their homes. This is not like someone else has come up with this. This is a key devotion to really bringing Jesus into your homes. It's not about images. It's not about worshiping a picture. It's about bringing Jesus in there like you bring your families in there with their photographs. Now we're bringing our best friend, our king, Mm -hmm. our friend, and the high priest into our homes and saying, this is going to be another Bethany. And whatever, and um, when we did our first enthronement, Father Joe Lash opened the front door, (laughs) opened it wide, and said, whatever is not of you, Jesus, out of this door. And I can tell you, it's a grace for everybody when you do the enthronement. Whatever is not of Jesus, move it out so that your family can be the Bethany and the family and the Holy Family that our Lord wants. Chuck, you know, having gone through the conversion process and worked in a variety of apostolates and Mm -hmm. ministries and ministries and uh, efforts and movements, you know, what would you say has changed? If you just do like a quick snapshot and you look over your life Mm -hmm. and say, from where you were to where you are now, you know, I know you've always highlighted the Sacred Heart as uh, a very important ministry because it's just about the Lord. It makes Him present. But as far as your own soul, like what would you say has been the greatest benefit or the change or you've noticed personally? Well, I think for me, it's been gradual. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did not get all... Which is the, awesome because it's did, not I, intimidating. I, I, I didn't get the 52-card deck right at one time. <laughs> it was like, here's one did card. Did you get a full house at least? Here's one card. <laughs> so it's been a journey and I yeah. think we're all on a journey. I think for me, it's the personal relationship and a deeper relationship with our Lord Jesus and understanding the beauty of the teaching of the church. It's always, the church is always for us. It's not about, oh, these are barriers. They're putting restrictions on us. No, they want us liberated. They want us freed. And I think I'm a lot more freed today and I'm a lot more trusting in the Lord today than I was and I think for everybody, what is it? Prayer, reading scripture, getting the mass. And I think particularly if families are divided, don't let that happen. Come to center with Jesus. Make Jesus the center of the family and come together with what unites us, not what divides us. And I think growing up in my family, there was tension. Oh, you know, becoming Catholic. But what I realized is we had more in common then we had obstacles. And I think so all families need Jesus and sacred heart comes in your home. His heart is outside his body. There's a reason, Father. Maybe explain why is it that when people see these images, boy, his heart looks funny. It's outside the body. Right. Oh, and that's done on purpose because the Lord, wow, does, the Lord wants to... us to know his heart is for us and his heart needs to be accessible mm. for and to each one of mm. us. And there's nothing hidden 
Mm. How many of us get so tired and worn down because everybody is hiding something when they come to you and ask? You know, it's like the child comes up mm. and, you know, you get that parent's intuition and saying, well, they're, they're really being really kind and really nice. <laughs> Especially at Christmas and, you know, time. And they're being very solicitous <laughs> of my welfare as the mother or father. You know, what's going on here? Uh-huh. And it's like, okay, I'm just going to start the clock. Five four three oh and then now i get the request they really want to spend the night at their person at their friend's home well they were hiding something they were like building up to it the lord is not that way the lord comes what you see is what you get i'm giving you my heart you know he doesn't say look at this beautiful tunic you know (laughs) look at the gold trim look at my sandals don't look at the feet you know everything like no the lord makes everything he's offering fully available fully accessible right then right there it oftentimes, though, takes us time, like Chuck highlighted in his conversion, it's gradual. Mm-hmm. It takes us time to fully appreciate and accept everything he's offering. But Jesus Christ does not hide anything from us. Mm-hmm. You know, when we behold him, the one we see is the one we get. And that's ultimately supposed to be the one we want. Um, and he doesn't communicate. He doesn't work with us like we oftentimes work with one another. Where We're like, well, if I can just get my foot in the door, then I'm going to throw my hip in the door. <laughs> then I'm going to put my hand in the No. The Lord Jesus Christ says, you open the door, I will walk in. You know, and he doesn't hold anything back. And you're right, a lot of times we'll get these questions from people are thinking, you know, I love this picture of Jesus, but I don't get the whole heart hanging outside the chest thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's a, a visual image of the Lord that he gave to us of himself, his heart. Hold, you know, in one image, he's actually holding his heart in his hand, offering his heart to us. You know, knowing this that, is when he appeared to St. Margaret yeah, Mary. That was knowing, one of her. knowing that, you know, we can accept or we cannot accept the heart that he's offering mm-hmm. to us. But he wants us to know, he wants us to know that I'm, my heart is available. It's not hidden. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come with strings. It doesn't come with, a, you know, contextualized uh, attachments. When I, no, he's making his heart available to us. And but it that comes heart with is so powerful. Thorns, Father. Yes, and but he lets us know that. Yeah. <laughs> when he makes his heart, the heart is visible with the yeah. thorns, you know. But it also comes with the cross. Yeah. Because the cross. he gave his life up for us. And it comes with the burning rays and of the love. And the burning the, rays of love. And I think that heart represents to me just tremendous amount of love. He could no longer contain his love inside. Right. He had to bring it out to show us how much he loves us. How, mm. And then in return, that we can receive that love because yeah. now we're going to love him greater, so then we can love others greater. If if you can't have that love in a deeper way for our Lord, the way he wants you to love, then how do you share love with others? Yeah, you have to, we have to live in him before we can actually live for someone else. You know, if you want to live for others, the first thing you have to do is live in the Lord, so that you're basically being surrounded by, baked in his love, and then you know how best to love others. You know, we look at some of the greatest saints of our age, John Paul II, Teresa of Calcutta, these beautiful figures who loved and they loved and they loved. But where did they begin their day? They began their day in his love, spending a time, hours, just immersed in his love before the tabernacle, immersed in his love before his heart. And so if we desire to be that missionary of love, that missionary of peace, that missionary of the Lord, well, we first have to learn how to live and dwell within him. You know, and to become at peace. And with it's him. not that we're worthy of this love, but he, he loves us anyway, regardless of our faults and failures. It, he loves yeah, us, maybe. and as we come to know that love, then there's that yeah. desire within us to confess and to repent and yeah. to let go of them. You know, think of the wounds, think of the sorrow on the part of Jesus. He knows the life that we could live, hmm. and yet we settle for the pain. 
We settle for the agony. And he's like, don't settle for the pain. Don't settle for the agony. Settle for me and me alone. I will take that away. And we're like, no, I want to be scourged. I want to be in pain. I want to be miserable. I want to be a slave. You know, it's like, and the Lord's like, y'all are crazy. (laughs) Father, another question for our listeners. Why mass every day? Can't you just go on Sunday? Can't the church just have Sundays be mass? But we have mass every day. Yeah, and I love that. You know, how often do the doctors get to hear a patient say, why do I have to eat every day? <laughs> I mean, why can't I just yeah. eat once a week? And the doctor's like, well, see how that works for you. Yeah. You know, yeah. you say that to a priest. Why go to mass every day? Because it's the nourishment from heaven. I mean, imagine or being able to feast. every Sunday, Father. And to make it every Sunday, you know, and, you start small and, yeah. <laughs> with the commandments, yeah. we'll be with the commandments and then work yeah. out from there, you know. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people who struggle with that reality of just making that experience of Sunday Mass, let alone daily Mass. But when people say, well, I don't understand the need to go to Mass more frequently, I say, do you not understand the hunger of your soul? You know, you're living with uh, everything compartmentalized, you know, and if you lived as a union, you'd know your soul needs that nourishment. It needs the grace that God wants to give to it. And to participate in the sacrifice of the Mass, where Jesus you know, unites himself I, with the Father. I was that person many years ago, but then I had to make a very big decision for my children. And I knew I needed help from God. So mm. I went to daily Mass with a particular prayer intention, which is often how it starts for oh, people. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. You know, a particular life uh, challenge. or And then I found out, Instead of thinking I had to empty the dishwasher and get a jump on the laundry and whatever, my day went so much better. My priorities changed sometime, often walking out of mass that they were when I was walking in. And it was like, why would I give this up? This is, wow, I had a great day. And then if you miss a mass, you know, if you miss one day yeah. uh, going to daily mass, then you realize it's like eh, things, it. things were not what they should have been. It's you know? really true. And we start to realize, you know, there is a part of us, a part of our homes, there is that less than ideal. You want to call it ugly, fine, call mm-hmm. it ugly. It's just not what it's supposed to be. But, you know, in this month of May, we celebrate the anniversary of the first apparition of Our Lady. And you know, she appeared in Fatima. And if you have been to Fatima, and it, or if you've never been to Fatima, even seen pictures of it, it's not necessarily the most beautiful of all landscapes. Tell us about it, Father, because you have been to Fatima. I, I have been to Fatima, yes. Well, let's put it this way. It's dry. It's ar- uh, it's arid. And it's rather really quite brownish. I mean, it's, it's not a desert, but it's very dry and arid. Always? And to think that Our Lady, to my knowledge, yeah, oh. I mean, in the winter it might get a little bit better, but Our Lady appeared there to three hmm. children who were shepherds. You know, they're going up, tending their way. And, you know, and I always tell people when they say, well, you know, I don't pray the rosary correctly. I say, well, be very careful because Our Lady might actually show up in person and teach you how to do it. <laughs> That's what happened did. in Fatima, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, Fatima is a beautiful analogy for each one of us. Mm-hmm. Our Lady will show up in the places that are not always perfectly pristine mm. and beautiful and, a, and immaculate like mm. she is. She will show up in those places that mm. are dry and arid and brown and mm. dirty and a dust bowl and, mm. you know, tumbleweeds blowing across the hills. When mm. I, Our Lady will show up there. Well, why? Because she loves those people. Mm. She loves us. We are her people. She loves all people. And she will show up there to make them understand her love for them, but also the love that her son has for them, mm. that love which compels her to bring us back to him. And in a very real way, each one of our homes is kind of like Fatima. Oh, everything might look perfectly. It's where we want it to be. But then we're always afraid of what? Well, I hope that person doesn't scratch the couch. 
Mm. Oh, don't scuff the floor. You know, Mm. don't dirty the carpet. Don't drop that glass. Well, why? Mm. Because it's going to ruin the perfection. Mm. It's not really perfect anyway. Allow Our Lady to appear there in our homes. You know, it's like, oh, I've got piles of laundry everywhere. I got a pile of uh, newspapers or magazines or mail I haven't gone through. And we start to shove everything in that mystery closet that doesn't exist. You know, <laughs> don't open that door. And our you lady know, shows up. As far as even healing our hearts, not everyone had mothers, earth mothers that were really nurturing. Or, you know, oftentimes there's a lot of brokenness between our earthly parents and ourselves, and or brokenness between ourselves and our children. Maybe we have failed as a mother. And we have regrets. And really, Mary comes as the perfect mother. And she comes to heal us, and she comes to be our mother. And I think it's even providential that John Paul II lost his mother early and took Mary as his mother. And that's something we can all do. At the insistence of his father. You know, his Uh father took the young lad up to Shostakovich and said, she is now your mother. I didn't realize that, Father. Again, Coming to you from the uh, St. Gabriel Radio, the Sacred Heart Hour, first Friday. Call us if you have any additional questions or you're interested in enthronement, 614-459-4820. And we're going to have Father share a little bit on the Holy Father's prayer intention for May. And um, uh, so, and I think it fits right into what we're talking about, Father. Right. So as we highlighted at the beginning of the segment, you know, the Holy Father gives us an intention for every month. Every month, the Holy Holy Father, Pope Francis, gives us a different intention to pray for. And this uh, month of May, dedicated to Our Lady, he asks us to pray for the mission of the laity, that the lay faithful may fulfill their specific mission by responding with creativity to the challenges that face that world, the, the world of today. Now, I have a question for you guys. Uh, I'm a priest, so I'm no we longer lay. We don't have a lot of answers, Father. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to answer for this one, though. Me being a priest and no longer a lay person. Um, what would you say is the specific mission of the laity? I think first our own holiness. Because then also to listen, and then the Lord will tell you what right. to do. Yeah. But so many times the world is screaming this and that, and now we're getting emails sign this petition and do this and go there. And, you know, we can become so fragmented that we're not really doing anything well or doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit. So I think it's really first and foremost transforming our own heart, which is what the Sacred Heart wants to do. And then I think the second part of it is to follow Jesus in his footsteps. And I think the lay people are part, because of our baptism, um, are really brought into becoming missionaries or disciples of our Lord. And mm-hmm. what the enthronement does is it allows you to have that power with our Lord, all the graces our Lord is giving us through that enthronement. So that gives us the power to go out and share the good news. So I, I do think Lady, particularly since Vatican II, has a major role today and that's the beauty of St. Gabriel Radio. That's the beauty of all these apostolates, Father, that are springing up, that the lady can no longer just be sitting on the bench. They have to get off of the bench. No more water boys. We need QBs. <laughs> we need quarterbacks. You know? We need quarterbacks and running backs you know, and receivers, tight ends. You know? And really comes down to you know when the laity are being strengthened in their grace by attending the mm-hmm. sacred mysteries of the Holy Mass and entering into love with Our Lady through the rosary, 
when the laity are being strengthened, mm-hmm. what happens? You understand you're impacted by God's grace and you're entering into the world and you're taking his grace out into the world. So the job, the duty of the laity among many is to what? Sanctify the world. You take what you receive from the sacred mysteries of our faith and what you benefit from in the prayers offered by consecrated religious, you take that into the world. You meet countless numbers of people that our priests and our religious won't because they're doing their tasks. And, and, and I think the key in taking it into the world is a lot of the people listening today and, and they have people in the household go into the workplace. Absolutely. And for some reason, yeah. sometimes people try to separate Absolutely. the yeah. faith and the workplace. And I remember the quick story about this very successful individual in Detroit. I mean, one of the most wealthiest people in Detroit for 26 years had the same secretary. And one day he shared something with her. And she said, after 26 years, I did not know you were Christian. Yeah. And when she walked out the door, he just cried. Right. And don't, don't have, don't allow that to happen in your life. Share through your actions and being virtuous. Give witness. Give witness. And that's and what the lady... don't you think the decrease in vocations has helped the laity to say, we need to step up? I yeah. had all sisters growing up in school. We didn't have one lay person. Mm-hmm. Well, that's almost unheard of today. Now it's coming back. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and I think, you know, we realize... But it's time. In order for there to be vocations to the priest and religious life, yeah. our lay faithful need to be prayer warriors for those vocations, to encourage the vocations. And our priests and religious don't exist merely for themselves. But they we exist know to encourage the now. laity. We know we're needed. It's the call one has team been... effort. Yeah. <laughs> no more, you know, no, no. You don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Everyone's in the game, you know? Everyone's in the game. We need our QBs, <laughs> our running backs, our tight ends. We need everybody out there on the field. Well, I think as we're going to be closing, Father, this is why the enthronement is so important. It is. It's really, it helps to form the family to yeah. go out and to become the lady God wants us to be and in heal sharing. the family. The Sacred Heart of Jesus brings us back to life. Yes. That's, I mean, he brings us back to life. He brings life into the home. He, whether who, regardless of who may live in the home, the Lord brings life into the home, and He and brings the, life into our souls. And the more the more people households that are enthroned, the more of a community that's built. The more that no you one parties can, like the missionaries of the Sacred Heart exactly. Party. Exactly, no one parties like us. You know, exactly. the Lord is the life of the party. <laughs> we we ta- we've talked about homes, but I want to put a shout out to. The Sales, Watterson, and Fisher Catholic. Oh, absolutely. Enthroning our Lord Jesus in the schools. And Our Lady of Perpetual Help just had a beautiful, beautiful enthronement on May 1. It was very powerful. And I think for businesses, schools, organizations, uh, St. Gabriel Radio has the story someday. Hopefully, powerful story. you, You can hear the story of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. And we're on the air because of our Lord's Sacred Heart. As we bring to a close this hour dedicated to our Lord Jesus and his Sacred Heart on this first Friday of the month of May, this month dedicated to Our Lady, Our Lady who is the Queen of Peace, we become ever more increasingly aware of the need for peace in our lives, peace in our homes. And with that attentiveness to our true need for peace, let us turn to the Lord Jesus and uh, pray for ourselves, pray for all of those who we have promised to pray for in times past. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. O Sacred Heart of Jesus, bring peace to our homes. You told your holy apostles, peace is my farewell to you. My peace is my gift to you. Lord Jesus, give peace to our families. Keep us from offending you by mortal sin. 
Fill our hearts with the love that comes from your sacred heart. Help us to forgive each other and to live in peace. May we enjoy your peace in our families here on earth so that we may be united again in heaven to be with you forever. O sacred heart of Jesus, we adore and love you. Amen. 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 This is listener-supported WVSG Columbus, Ohio, the home for St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820.